It's great, isn't it? As a church, we can serve uh, the vulnerable in our community, isn't it? And that's just, it's great. And I want to say a massive thank you um, to everyone who's been uh, kind of plugging in and, uh, and getting involved, particularly with growth. It's been amazing this season um, that we haven't, we, ha- we haven't had to say, hey, we need more volunteers for growth, because actually straight away, rotors were filled up and it's just an amazing thing. So I want to thank you so much for, uh, for all that you're doing to support and care uh, for the people that are especially uh, vulnerable uh, in our community at the moment. Um, hey, I hope you are well, and I hope you are full of hope. Um, today's Advent. It is Advent Sunday, uh, so that's very exciting. Uh, and I'm sure, um, I'm sure many of you will know Advent uh, literally means arrival. It's a word, it kind of means it's coming. It's a word that's full of anticipation and uh, and excitement, and, um, and we get to get excited today, because today is Advent Sunday. It's the beginning of this amazing season, uh, and actually it's the beginning of our church calendar. Yeah, Advent is, so this is kind of Happy New Year, everyone. This is the beginning, this is the beginning of, our, of our rhythm throughout the year. This is where it all starts, and it's something we can celebrate, it's something we can get uh, excited about, and today uh, I want to speak to you from the book of Isaiah. Now, Isaiah was one of uh, the great prophets who we often uh, reflect on in Advent. We often come back to Isaiah uh, in Advent. And uh, Isaiah speaks about what is coming. You know, like all the great prophets, Isaiah hints and points toward and offers hope in the coming uh, of Jesus, the hope that can only be found in the coming of Jesus. And, and, uh, and of course, many of you will know, uh, Isaiah's original uh, message was written to a, a broken and defeated nation, to the nation of Israel around uh, 700 BC, uh, who at the time had been defeated and, and quite literally carried off in exile to a foreign land. And there they were waiting. They were waiting for restoration uh, for, for comfort. They were waiting for salvation. Uh, and so that is to say that this message uh, is a message for a people who need hope. And I don't know about you, uh, but I need a little bit of hope. Uh, it was amazing time of prayer just now. Thank you, Mark, for, for leading us in that. But when we look around... And when we pray, when we look at our news feeds, it's difficult, isn't it? Because actually what we see around us is so much brokenness. We think about the cost of living challenges. We think about the, the rising utility bills and rising interest rates. We think about the real challenge that this season is causing for so many. So many of us will be feeling that already, I'm sure. It is really difficult when we think about some of the stats about poverty just locally, when we, uh, particularly when we think about food bank usage. I was chatting to the guys who run the food bank, amazing, down in uh, St. Dunstan's in Stepney, and they've seen uh, the usage of their food bank just go up exponentially, actually incredible amounts of food, and they can't get enough food now. It's the big challenge, and actually this is the story across Tower Hamlets, all the food banks I talk to, the big challenge is they just can't get enough food. 
Those are really challenging times. Uh, and of course, that's not even to mention our international concerns, like, like the climate challenges, the, the, the crisis of, of a war that still rages in Europe, and, uh, and all the injustices that this World Cup uh, has brought to our attention. You know, it's really tough out there. And actually, it's really tough in here sometimes, isn't it, for all of us. Again, we know that anxiety is rising. Mental health seems to be falling. There's depression and isolation and broken relationships. And we're heading to Christmas. And that just seems to exacerbate a lot of this stuff, doesn't it? It's difficult. It's tough out there. And it's, and it's tough in here. And, and I think that it's easy to catch ourselves sometimes feeling a little bit broken and a little bit defeated and you know what we need hope and that's what we get to get excited about today that is what Isaiah's message is and it's a message that echoes through the ages to you and to me a message that says hold on yeah it can feel like it's all lost but hold on Good things are coming. So today, on this first Sunday in the season of Advent, I want to encourage you uh, and I want to invite you to join me uh, in hoping, in waiting, and hoping, and waiting, and hoping. Uh, and so, when you turn with me to Isaiah um, chapter 64, it's going to come on the screen, uh, but do uh, get it up on your app or something, or you, know, you might want to uh, highlight a verse. Uh, this is an incredibly poetic piece of scripture. You will recognize some of the language, uh, I imagine, some amazing imagery. Let me read to you Isaiah 64, beginning at verse 1. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies, and cause the nations to quake before you, for when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down, and mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways, but when we continued to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. 
Do not be angry beyond measure. Lord, do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray. For we are all your people. Heavenly Father, would you be with us this morning as we take this moment just to look at your word, to be reminded uh, what it is to hope to keep our eyes fixed on you. Amen. 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 Now there's, there's good and there's bad kinds of waiting, I think. Um, waiting for food, bad. That's always a bad, always a bad kind of waiting. And do you know what? My kind of ability to wait for food has just gone, it's decreased. I don't know, Deliveroo, you know, what is it now? Like, you got 45 minutes it's going to take for my food to get here, for my food that's going to be cooked especially for me, delivered to my doorstep, 45 minutes? God forbid that turns into 50 minutes. This is what, this is what culture's done to us, isn't it? We are terrible at waiting, but waiting for food is always bad. But then there's a good kind of waiting as well, isn't there? The, the, the kind of waiting that you get in your latest uh, Netflix episode, you know, whatever it is you're watching, or in a good film, in a good book, you know, the kind of waiting where you know something's coming, you know something's going to happen, but you don't quite know what, and, and it, it's the suspense, isn't it? It's the expectation, something's coming, it's going to be amazing, and you're just waiting. It's a good kind of waiting. You know, one of the biggest, um, I've shared this story before, one of the toughest waits that I ever had to go through, um, which kind of revealed to me <laughs> afresh both, the, uh, both the, the delight and the challenge uh, in waiting was when um, my daughter Adelaide uh, had cochlear implants uh, put in. Um, if you don't know Adelaide, um, I've got an amazing daughter who's nine years old and she's deaf. And when she was about two and a half years old, we uh, were able to choose for her to have cochlear implants, um, which is just the most remarkable piece of technology. Uh, and basically what happens is that they get a, like a little electrode, like a, a wire with a little electrode, and they put it into your head and it goes into your cochlea, which is like right inside in your inner ear. Uh, and, and so they put this electrode in there and then they, they sort of burrow out a little bit of your skull uh, and then there's like a little sort of biscuit shaped thing that then gets put in your skull with a magnet in it. This is all underneath the skin. And so you have a magnet in your head with a wire that goes into your inner ear. And then, and then on the outside you can then put something else that magnets onto the bit that's inside your head now and then sound gets transferred between the magnets so literally the sound gets put straight into your head without going through your ear canal at all I mean it, it's that is incredible isn't it absolutely amazing but obviously it is a massive and highly like, invasive procedure and we because of various complications we had to take Adelaide and we had to wait while she had a three-hour 
a seven-hour, and then an eight-hour operation. And you know, taking your child to a hospital and like handing them over to a surgeon is just the most terrifying thing anyway. But then the weight, you know, whilst these guys were just literally opening up her head. I mean, we, we were a mess. But in the midst of waiting, we dared to hope. We dared to hope that something good was coming. And of course, if you, if you meet Adelaide now, actually you might not even realize that she's deaf. She speaks and she hears and she can worship and it's the most incredible thing. And for some reason, every morning now, she comes downstairs and she says, Hey Siri, play the Spice Girls. <laughs> Uh, how? Why? How do you even know that? Anyway, but it's... Oh, I knew that was going to happen. Sorry, I'll just... I'll just play the Spice Girls. Hang on. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, in the midst of our anxiety and our concern, we dared to hope. And, you know, in Advent, in the midst of our very real anxieties and concerns uh, with life's brokenness surrounding us, we're reminded that good things are coming. We're reminded to hope. This is a message to be excited about. So however you are feeling today, you know, whether you're like on top of the world or whether you're ready to hibernate, I want to encourage you. Good things are coming. That's the message uh, of Advent. And, um, and the cry at the start of, of Isaiah 64 is a cry for change. Um, uh, it's a cry for something new to come. But not just any old change. It, the prophet cries for the presence of God. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. That the mountains would quake in your presence. Now, Isaiah is desperately waiting for God to come. Uh, and he remembers, you, you came like a fire, you shook the earth, you did amazing things when we never expected it. Will you do it again? We long for your presence. We love your presence. We miss your presence. We are waiting for you. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. Now remember that Isaiah here is prophesying to a nation who are defeated and broken and desperate. They're a nation who had lost the security of knowing that God was with them. And Isaiah acknowledges that they actually had messed some stuff out and they turned their back on the God who loved them. And he basically says, well, we've completely screwed it up. You know, Isaiah says that, you know, we've screwed it up even to the point that on our best days, our righteous acts are just like filthy rags. And he basically says, we've, we've got nothing. 
and there's nothing we can do about it. We need an intervention. God, we need you to come down. We need your presence. Do you feel like you need an intervention today? Well, whatever you feel uh, in this moment, whether you've, whether you've known God, whether you, you don't know if you've known God, whatever you have known, whatever you haven't known, whatever you have done or whatever you haven't done, the message of Advent is the same for every single one of us. It is the promise that good things are coming. Because during Advent, we are reminded to look forward and to wait with great expectancy for that time when Christ will come again. At the end of this age. And that he promises that he will make all things new. All things new. Yet a time is coming when he will wipe away every tear. A time when we will then be caught up in his wonderful presence for eternity. This is the ultimate answer to Isaiah's cry. This cry that echoes through the ages that only the presence of God will do. In the end, it will all work out. what about now what about now what about the intervention that you need today that I need now do we have to wait until the end of time for this all to get sorted out for this mess to get to get cleaned up oh God that you would tear open the heavens and come down today Well, the best news is that Advent is not just a waiting game. You know, not only do we look forward and wait for what will happen, but in Advent we also count down to celebrate what has happened. You know, in Advent we count down and we prepare for the great festival of Christmas. A celebration of how God's presence has come down from heaven to earth. Actually, that's the true fulfillment of these great prophecies. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, which means God with us. And this is the good news that we get to celebrate Uh, Every moment of every day, not just through our Advent and and Christmas, but it's the good news that God is with you, all of you. God is with me and he wants you to have a full and wonderful life. That's always been the plan. I wonder if the band want to... 
When does the band want to come up? You know, to use Isaiah's words again, just like a potter with his clay, God has molded us. God has crafted us with great care. Men and women together designed to be like him, to be with him, to love and to be loved. And it was good. You know, we thought we knew better. Humanity thought it knew better. Men and women turned their back on God and, uh, and selfishness entered the world. And with it, separation, barriers went up, relationships broke down. And now instead of love and togetherness, we live divided. And, and that is what we see in our news feeds every single day. Brokenness. But God loves us too much to leave us in that broken mess so he did something about it he tore open the heavens and he came down Jesus was born he came down and he walked on this earth and he showed us what it looks like to love again and then he hung on a cross to deal with our selfishness to break through the barriers, and to heal our brokenness. And then he rose to life again to make a way for us to follow him and to live and to love just like we were designed to be, just like the potter crafted us to be. In his presence, his life-giving presence, lacking nothing now, today, that is the promise of Advent. That's the promise for you. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, Paul, the Apostle Paul writes of the grace that is given to you in Christ Jesus. Therefore, Paul says, you do not lack any spiritual gift while you eagerly wait. He will keep you firm until the end. Yeah, the message of Advent is that, is that good things are coming, but also that good things have come. And it's like someone said to me uh, when I was growing up, someone said, the Christian faith is not just pie in the sky when you die, but it's steak on your plate while you wait. <laughs> And if your uh, spiritual life in the midst of what seems like a, a non-stop bruising season, <laughs> really, is more pie in the sky than steak on your plate, then I want to invite you uh, to receive the presence of Jesus afresh today. And my prayer is that as we continue now to, to worship, as we uh, receive communion together, as we share bread and wine, that, that the Holy Spirit would be tangibly among us. You know, the Holy Spirit is here. God's presence is here. He's moving amongst us right now. Yeah, allow him 
to be present with you, in you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. And if this is all new to you today, if, uh, if you're here, maybe you're here for the first time, maybe you're visiting today, this is for you too. If you've never felt the presence of God, if you've never experienced God with you, if you've never given yourself to Jesus, well, I, I want to encourage you that you can do that today. And I want to encourage you that Jesus himself said, I have come so that you can know life in all of its fullness. And if you want to step into that, you can. Why don't we all stand? Why don't we all stand? I'm going to lead us in a, in a really simple prayer. Um, just a, a prayer that says, sorry, thank you, please. Yeah, maybe you've never expressed this to Jesus before. Maybe you've done it a ton of times. But if you want to, if you want to pray this with me, then I invite you just to do that. You can speak it out or you can say it in the quietness of your heart so we say Jesus I'm sorry for my selfishness I'm sorry for turning away from you and for the ways that I don't show love thank you that you came down that you died and that you rose again in order that I might know love. Help me to follow you, to know you with me, to love and to live life in all of its fullness. So come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Would you pour yourself out on us afresh today as we continue to worship you now? Jesus, would you move amongst us? Speak to us, encourage us. Place your hope deep inside of each and every one of us. For your glory, Jesus. Praise you. Amen.